All right, here we go. So grateful. Mm, so grateful to open our hearts and our minds to the vibration of pure, perfect innocence, love, wholeness, freedom, clarity. We're saying yes to the joy of God, saying yes to infinite intelligence, pure wisdom. So grateful and so very thankful that divine love is all that there is. We're saying yes to the perfect peace of God, the perfect freedom of God. So grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the love that we are. We're coming together for more peace, more love, and more joy. Revealing itself in our hearts, in our minds, and in our activities, in our words, and our thoughts. Saying yes to the Holy Spirit. Sharing the benefits with everyone. We let the healing be. We allow it to unfold. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, Jenny. You know, I have to say, I'm just going to mention here, that Jenny, when I see you with that background, the first time I saw you in that background, which I think was last week, I thought you were in a hospital bed. Anybody else have that thought? That's hilarious. <clears throat> I was, for a second, I was concerned, like, oh, my God, Jenny's <laughs> in the hospital. No, I'm in a conservatory. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, something I'm about a white nice hospital bed. A winter yeah. one? Yeah, it was just the, the white pillow and like <laughs> you're wearing a white gown and yeah. and uh, the headset almost for a second seemed like, you know, yeah. some kind of like a nose thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. For just a minute I thought, oh my gosh. So I'm excited. I. I, I first, I'd like to do a, a quick check-in with everyone and see it, what you're feeling. Because based on my own feeling, and when I say my own feeling, I mean my own experience, but also just feeling into the energetics of now, which I do all the time. Uh, really, I do it every day when I write my daily shot of spiritual espresso. I tune in and I ask spirit, what am I to share? So it's it's about really tuning into the energetics of whoever's going to be reading that, that writing that day and uh, to communicate something that's helpful. And what I have been feeling for a while probably started in July and then got catapulted with one of the full moon lunar eclipse type things is uh, this feeling which I've had so many times but it always seems to be its own fresh energetic but this feeling that now is a time of tremendous healing and that it feels to me like it's almost as though there's this magnetic pull from the field of light, which we could perceive as being above. Uh, and that it's 
not just that we're being supported, but it's like this magnetic pulling of, of our stuff to the surface. And uh, for me, I can just tell you personally, I uh, had one relationship that uh, was really difficult. And fortunately, I didn't see the person very much, so it didn't come up a lot. But um, I'll just be transparent here. Uh, that it was my dad's wife that um, she and I, we got along great in the beginning, and then something happened. I don't know what, and she shifted. She seemed to always be against me. And I've always been determined whenever we were together that this would be our time of healing. And for the first time, she was willing to sit down and talk with me. And it was definitely, um, it's, I think that willingness was mostly for appearances sake. But as God would have it, uh, love prevailed. And I was, I just followed what spirit told me to say and do. And we have had a hundred percent shift to total 180 turn. I feel like everything that whatever it was that got in our way has been completely lifted. And when I'm with family, as we all do, that's when the, the residue of the old patterns will shine. It's, uh, ugly <laughs> false light and um, we can choose it or not choose it and so I always experience being with my whole family together as an opportunity to uh, refine the healing of old patterns and um, just so grateful for that my family everybody left the last ones left today and I'm here by myself in Maine and I am just so, so, so grateful for all the healing. I really was aware of how I used to feel on a certain level, or not even how I used to feel, but the thoughts I used to think. And really realizing that I, as I often do, just being so grateful that I do not think those thoughts anymore. They are not in my thought vocabulary anymore. And in uh, the Hawkins book, he talks about making vibrational shifts. So we, we can get into that, but what I'd like to just t touch base with here, who else is feeling like the, the old thought forms are being magnetically pulled off? Yeah? A few of you. There's Tammy. Yay. Yeah, uh, it's the now here's the thing is if there's a lot of resistance and reluctance, it, it can feel um, in your face confrontational. Lord knows I have a lot of experience with that. So um, it's good. Tammy's laughing. <laughs> 
Um, Rosalind's laughing or smiling because uh, we know how it's so crazy that I, 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 I often have thought of it as being as if I had a knife. Like, does anybody remember the, the TV show Night Gallery? No? Wow. Maybe that wasn't the name of it. It was that show with, um, it was a scary show like Twilight Zone. It was like the, the thing that came after Twilight Zone. Night Gallery. Wasn't that it? I never watched it, but I remember you're right with the name. Yeah. And uh, the guy from Twilight Zone, I think he was the host of Night Gallery. Thank you, Carla. So um, it was scary, short vignettes, like, you know, a half-hour episode and um, freaky, scary things. Well, there was one where this – I only watched it a few times because it would scare the bejesus out of me. And it was late at night, you know. So, like, that's not what you want to watch right before you go to bed, something that's going to scare the bejesus out of you. But um, somehow I ended up watching this show. There was an episode where this person had this doll, like a Chucky doll, right? This was before the Chucky movies. I think this is where they got the idea. And that doll came to life. And it had its own personality, and it was intent on killing this woman, of course, and um, had this knife. So it was a doll that was maybe 18 inches tall or something. It was ugly, of course. Like, Chucky is ugly, kind of hideous, you know. And uh, I just remember it running around this house with the little knife in its hand and thinking, oh, God, it's horrible creature and um the woman like locked herself in one of the rooms to get away from the doll and they had the little knife under the edge of the door like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you and sometimes that's how the ego feels to me like that that doll that chucky doll with a knife under the door like i gotcha you can't get away from me there's no escape and i'm relentless and um like, what do you do? Do you just give in? Let, you know, and, and th- th- then there have been so many times when I felt that I was like that doll stabbing myself and blaming my pain on other people. Like, see, it's your fault. I'm doing this to myself. It's your fault that I can't stop stabbing myself. You are to blame and only you can stop me because you're to blame. And People in my family be just like, you're crazy. You are crazy like that doll. Like, ah, I just want to shut the door and lock the door and get away from you. And then I'd be like that doll with a knife under the door, banging on the door, saying, you know, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. I mean, just super gnarly, crazy ego, tantrums, fits, escapades. Just really psychotic stuff that I felt going on inside of me. And I feel in this time this magnetic lifting of the vest, any vestiges of that. Let, let me just see my own innocence and everyone else's innocence. And as we talked about in the year two class last night, there was a wonderful um, 
testimonial in the year one class this past Monday. So I encourage you to listen to that. Uh, was after the breakout in the last half of the class that Kim was talking about this healing that she had with her daughter. And she expressed to her daughter that she saw her daughter's perfection, the beauty, the innocence. These are my words expressing her thoughts. And she said as she did so, she had this awareness, this huge aha, that just as her daughter was perfect, so was she. And I've had that experience so many times. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good class, Rosalind. Yeah, especially for moms and daughters and parents and children, people who've got stuff, family stuff. It, Kim was just so clear. She used the tools. It worked for her. And she had uh, did a 180 in her relationship with her daughter. It was extraordinary. And uh, so I, I, I was interested in checking in to see if people were also feeling this time of really exceptional healing. And if anybody's having, I know Tammy uh, has got something going on, so maybe people would like to share a little bit about that. And Sue, are you listening to us on the phone? Or you're on hold with somebody? Oh, here, I can unmute you. No, I can't unmute you. Anyway, all right, sorry about that, Sue. Tammy. Apparently, I can't unmute anyone. Um, <clears throat> well, I rarely get to attend class, and therefore I'm taking a deep breath. Um, everything is just more clear. It's easier. It's desirable interesting you know I've, I've been speaking at my spiritual center uh, almost once a month all year and I am expanding exponentially and I've been praying every week with our practitioners and everything's just expanding and um, I'm happy I've done the stuff I don't know what else to say. Um, you know, I did stuff. I mean, real deep work. I've done a lot of it, you know. Whew. I had no idea it would be, um, you know, like going to the, to the municipal dump and such a heap and finding a way out. I really had no idea it was that expansive when I began but now I can see the other side and I don't see that heap anymore comes into my awareness it's not a place I stay at all anymore and um, 
It's the practice, 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 practice. Yes. In the moment to moment to moment to moment things that are happening. Monday, I was with a group of people. And we were all having fun. And some people were drinking. And this one particular man was drinking. And there's a lot of conver- different conversations. There's about eight people. And we were in a restaurant. But we were the only people there. And um, this man got up to leave, and he seemed disturbed. He came back about a minute later and verbally assisted me uh, from about two feet away. And something amazing ensued that followed is I just was like, observing it I was like I wasn't even in my body and I didn't my body didn't shake my heart didn't pound I didn't have attack thoughts now everybody around me was defending me because he was being especially vulgar and I was just like and even in the midst of it I was going like wow I'm just observing this and I was seeing people's reaction and I wasn't even present in my body. Um, and later he some people talked him into leaving, but he had to come back again. And I had just uh, took a deep breath and was coming back into my own consciousness when he started the same vulgar Remarks, and I still, I just looked at him and I said, I don't know what happened, but I sincerely apologize that you feel hurt or um, that I've upset you in some way. And he kind of goes, and walks away. And I was just like, and then everybody was like, whoa, what just happened? You know, and I was still like, I had an amazing moment of it being very present. I had no bodily reactions. And it was because I've practiced. I just can't give it in. I mean, you know. And I've paid attention to what I'm learning and what I'm becoming aware of in my own thoughts and mind. And uh, it's big. It's it's bigger than the trash heap I just left. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it, but thank you, everybody, because I think, you know, I really feel it's the community. And I appreciate this rare moment I get to be with you guys and share again. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate it, too. Thank you. Yes, and what I've seen for so many of us is that sometimes it does seem as though we go through a period in our life that just feels like the fit hit the shand and we're in a crap storm and it is just flying everywhere 
And there's no safe haven except in spirit. And that we have in, in that experience, we have the opportunity to stand on the rock, to build our house on the rock of pure spirit. And we come through it and we're grateful. We're actually grateful that the hurricane came because it took with it the stuff that we just did not want anymore. And it was the way that we could let it go. Not fun, not pretty, but once it's over, it's over, and we can just celebrate that it's over. And I'm so glad I can laugh at myself now. Yeah. Yes, it's all laughter, uh, pretty much, once we see it from God's perspective. Thank you, Tammy. Who else can... Jenny. Can't unmute you. Sorry. I don't know why that happened. You did, you did unmute me that time. I gave me a ah, message. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is exactly where I was, where I'm at today and just kind of realizing I actually had that image of, I kind of said to Spirit earlier, it's like this feels a bit like too much because it's happening on so many areas that I just have to kind of go, I used, and, I, and that image of I feel like I'm being lifted up and the stuff is just kind of falling down. And one of the areas is with my family. And you said this in your blog today, you know, around ancestral healing. And um, so yesterday I was going to see my brother in in uh, Dublin. And because I'm leaving my family house and my parents, you know, he hasn't really had a relationship with them for about six years. You know, he's spoken to them, but not really. It's usually been quite tense. And so I feel tension when I'm seeing him because I'm kind of telling my parents, you know, I'm going to go and see them. And I know that that's, um, that they would like to see him too. Um, So uh, my dad, you know, I was on a call. I was on the ACIM study group with Linda and my dad came in and he's like, oh, I know you're going to see Richard. And, you know, can you, can you let him know that I'd be open to seeing him and if he wanted to go for a coffee or something. And so I'm on the call. So I'm just kind of going, yeah, yeah, sure. Cause I just kind of want him to leave, you know, so cause I'm I, participating in something. And then I just felt really, I just felt really upset. And I was like, I don't even know. And this is kind of where I am. And I'm not really sure what the upset is. I just know it's, it's, it's healing something. And I think it's that, you know, when that happens, I feel torn. I just feel really torn. It's like I feel the tear in the family or something. And and then I was all over the place and I was kind of saying to Spirit, I don't know what to do here. I'm not really sure why I feel so upset. And I just I just know I don't like this position. And so a kind of spirit was saying, just just say to your dad before you go, I don't because this would be something um you know, my parents, it's it's awkward. I just always feel awkward because I don't really want to be a messenger. But I'd like to be helpful. So that's where, like, it's hard to know what to do. And so I was kind of going, and that's where I was. I was spinning around in this 
is it helpful for me to, to pass on this message? You know, it's an invitation. Or, and I also felt scared because I thought if I bring it up to my brother, I might upset my brother. And, and I don't, I just don't want to be there. So I kind of just said to my dad, you know, I am, um, and this would have taken me a lot of guts years ago, but I felt, felt a bit more able to ground myself and say, you know, I, I just, I, I'm not going to pass that message on to Richard because I feel, I, I just feel uncomfortable being in the middle, feeling in the middle. And, you know, maybe you could reach out to him yourself and, and let him know that if you'd like to see him. And he said, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, he just got so, um, he said, I understand, I understand completely. And, you know, I, I just don't like to text him because he seems to get upset. And so I said, yeah, I, I know I understand that. And you know, I gave him a kiss and I, and I left. And, and then I was with my brother and I was driving down. And I was like, oh, now I feel upset. And I don't, I just feel a bit, oh, when I see my brother, what am I going to say? I don't want to feel like this. I would prefer to be going out without that kind of, um, did Jennifer disappear? <laughs> she disappeared off my screen. Does anyone else see that or is that just me? Seems to be gone, but you can go on. She'll catch up. Um, yeah, so I was driving to see my brother and so I just was thinking like, what do I say? Because I don't want to be, you know, not be authentic with him so I kind of just said you know he was like oh how are you doing I said oh, I'm a bit I'm just a bit unsettled was really where I was I was kind of I was kind of coming back to myself while I was driving to him and when he got in the car I just said you know dad kind of asked me to be a messenger and I just didn't feel comfortable with that and I feel a bit unsettled now and and that's kind of where I am and um you know he just kind of gave me a rub on the arm and where he's at is he's saying, you know, he was working with a therapist for six years. And I think that relationship was actually helpful on some level and really unhelpful, like damaging on another. And I think he kind of, I don't know whether he, I had never asked him when it crossed my mind, whether he stopped talking to my parents based on her advice, because he kind of, and my parents were afraid when I started therapy that I would stop talking to them. Um, and now he's not working with that therapist. He's realizing how bitter he had become and sitting on that anger. And he feels like that's kind of how she framed things in her own life. And um, so he wrote out all his grievances and then he created it into a triangle of like the most intense. And he wrote, he called it his forgiveness triangle. So I know he wants to forgive them. So, you know, I also had this other image the other day, or recently this memory came back at Christmas. We went for a hike up the mountains just here. And we were driving, my, me and my brother, and we were driving in his car. And um, we were driving down the hill and the, it was really cold outside. It was warm in the car, so the windows are fogged up. And my parents live nearby, so they were walking down the hill. And me and my brother <laughs> drove between them. And they didn't see us because they wouldn't recognize this car. And the windows were kind of fogged up. But I just felt this. I just felt horrendous. I felt like I couldn't. I think it's like I feel like my loyalties are split or something. And I know that that's not accurate 
because I care about them all. And I, it's just, just kind of, I know that he would like in some time to reconnect with them. And I know that my, how I've walked the path with my family has assisted him. And I kind of share that healing with him. Um, but I'm not really so sure how to, I think I'm too empathic. <laughs> and I think that's part of my learning at the moment is that I don't have to take on other people's stuff and that I can hold the highest and the best for, for everyone. And that's basically what I've kind of decided is the best thing I can really do. So I, I don't want to meddle in the doing so much as it, as being. And um, yeah, it just, it feels like, it feels kind of ancestral. I think the other part of the kind of reaction with my dad is the caregiver and the peacemaker. He would have put those things onto me as a child, one to take care of the parental pain of what's going on. And I think that's part of what upset me so much. And I had to kind of feel like I had to give that back. And then, you know, when I was a kid, he would also, my parents kind of put me in the peacemaker around their relationship. And I, I don't want to take that on anymore either. So it feels like there's a lot, a lot going on. And while I can feel the changes with my family, like it's huge, I can still feel other areas that are, it's almost like another level or something. You know, like with my mum, I'm not running away from my parents anymore, which I also feel like is a bit what my brother was doing. But it wasn't really my parents, it was myself I was running from. But I can I have a, can appreciate them where they're at and myself where I'm at, which is massive. Um, but I still have fears, like my mum says, how are you? And I just go, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good, because I, I can't. I get scared. I get really scared. That was not a good question when I was a kid. And my therapist asks me every week for the past two years, and I, I still feel a sense of panic. It's just, it's a, it's kind of horrible. But that's, that's something that's working its way out. But I feel like it's also a bit of a barrier between me and my mum because I'm keeping her, I'm keeping her out to some degree. And um, so that's where, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It it uh I I hear you on the empathy and picking up other people's feelings, fears and thoughts. And uh and also you know the ego's the interpreter of things and so uh your you know particularly I find that People who have had very threatening experiences, their ego interpreter is hyperactive. Yeah. It, it really jumps to what is the thing in the past that was like this, or this is like that. And it happens so, so, so fast. Yeah, it's automatic. Yeah. And so... Um, you're in that place of really being aware of that's what's happening, but it, it that's your experience, but something else could also be happening. And it does sound like healing is happening for your yeah. whole family. 
Yeah. And it's amazing how things can just shift in a moment that have been there for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. So making the meaning of being the messenger, and I understand not liking being the messenger, but if you look at really what is the meaning that you make of it, could you change that meaning? Could the meaning change to um, they're communicating because I'm willing to be the messenger? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was conflicted because I was thinking, well, it's not like it's a bad message, you know. It's just that I know when I've done that in the past, my brother's also reacted kind of, um, he didn't want me to do that, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. It didn't seem help, help necessarily helpful in the past, so. But I, I know that it's, it could be different now. Yes, and sometimes things are not the ideal, but that doesn't mean it's not so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's just it's also that I end up putting pressure on myself to know to, yeah. to do the right thing, and but also feeling upset while trying to decide what's the right thing to do is kind of uh, not the easiest. Um, yeah. yeah, especially the healing of other people's relationships is on you. Yeah, and I, I guess that's been yeah, that's been my experience with my my parents. You know, so yeah, it would be a lot to rewrite. <laughs> like it's possible, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. but I, I guess I just decided. You know, I think sticking with what feels right for me right now is probably the best thing that I can do. And I think yeah. removing myself out of that position yeah. this, this time and giving myself some space will probably be be the best for now. But I didn't want to shut the door, you see, because now my dad might not say to me again. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, this is where we learn to be present in the moment rather than to have a plan for strong boundaries. We learn to be really present in the moment to be led and guided to the highest and best in the moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I kind of, I guess I'm still feeling a bit unknown around how to communicate in this circumstance. You know, like with my brother, I was going to say, well, you know, if there's anything I can support you with, because I know he wants to reconnect, but I don't know when or how or any of that, but I could just say it like that. Um, and just see what he says. Yeah. It feels like you'd like to connect and I help in any way yeah 
So yeah. you don't need to figure it out. No, and I can trust myself. You know, I think what's coming up is the fear around being manipulated. Like I was so manipulated as a kid into to and and that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. But I don't think that that's going to happen because I think I'm more aware and yeah, I'm able to, you know, maybe just saying that with my dad as me kind of affirming for myself that I can trust myself to um see the difference and to to hold hold boundaries while being supportive and helpful. Mm. Yes, and you know, it's a recalibration. It's like learning to, uh, if, if you've ever seen people walk on a tightrope. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. How do they do learn to do that? But they do. They learn to do that. I learned to ride a bicycle. And we learn to do all kinds of things that require balance and mm-hmm. presence. Uh, and it's miraculous. And... We, we have these innate abilities and it is about letting go of our experience in the past so we can have an experience now that's healing and helpful. And that's, that's what you're doing. Sounds like you're doing it perfectly. Yeah. You know, my dad's in some ways it was supportive for me to hear my dad's feedback. You know, I totally understand and and then it's like, okay, well, if I feel respected um, that I'm not trying, you know, there isn't an attempt to be manipulated, then it opens my eyes to, it, it kind of affirmed my, affirmed me. Um, so that was also something really positive that came out of it, it felt like. Yes. Yes. Letting go of the past, being in the present. Yes, let's let's use all this magnetic energy that's pulling away these patterns from our awareness and letting spirit really do that heavy lifting, figuring it out. We are willing, choosing mm-hmm. freedom. I am choosing freedom today. I am choosing freedom today. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have something they'd like to share? Thank you, Jenny. An experience of freedom, revelation. Carla? You know, I have prayed for truth for a while and I realized that when it it's I don't know if it's going up but it's I think the barriers to truth have to be removed right and that's what's coming up I think being my healing I see it it feels so painful but that is this how I'm experiencing it?
I'm feeling really disconnected from my family, and I see it as that my choices have done that. But it's really hard. And so my sister wrote me a letter. She wrote us that thoughtfulness, consideration, sensitivity of others, and selflessness. These are some of the things that are lacking in you. And I believed that. I, I read it, and I saw the words, and it looks like really true in form, which I've really been attached to, appearances, proving my beliefs. This is exactly that. I've been using these words on this paper to prove my beliefs about myself. I didn't really know I was going to hold my mouth, but it's just coming up. So this is a great healing. I know this is a great healing. And I called Angela this morning because I was getting caught up in the words. And I like to read what I texted her because I need to hear it, I think. Speaking helps me. I'm so grateful for this offer, this continuation of these last five years. It gives me the opportunity to express where I can't, like in my family or with my friends and stuff. So this is what I wrote. I need, I'm really interested in remembering this. And what comes up in my memory is a story that you told. I can't remember who the teacher was. That somewhat disruptive guy and was in the, in the, group and it was upsetting everybody and the teacher said when you're determined to be as loving as he is unloving then things will shift or something to that point every seeming problem has a solution the solution is realizing there is no problem the answer, if needed, is to let go of the belief that there is one, a problem. Every seeing problem is healing unfolding, a miracle in process. So I realized while everybody was talking that I am determined, I am going to, I am I have the entire company of heaven supporting me and my determination is going to happen. That's all. Why do you think, Carla, first of all, congratulations to you for your strength. Your willingness. You have that. And the, the case can always be made for someone 
to be a problem or difficult, but the case can also be made for your beauty, your magnificence, your helpfulness, your willingness, your there's many wonderful qualities that I know to be true about you. So I know you well. And I think you're wise to recognize that this is so painful because this is bringing up your own beliefs about yourself. And it's, it's coming so you can release it forever and no longer be subject to these beliefs. Why do you think your sister wrote these things in a letter to you? Uh, she told me a few days ago. I don't know why she needed to tell me again. Maybe she wants to affirm her true it being true. I don't know. I I I really get it I'm really wanting to say it's her but that have distanced my I didn't read it. But I think I've told you this the next line that after she says I've observed this in you is I don't want to judge you. And she, that's a, she has a habit of doing it, and I've been judging that all the time. And so, she's probably right. She doesn't, maybe she doesn't even know what she's truly feeling, but she's expressing it in these words, right? I saw it just a few minutes ago. Even I, I've been judging those words. She, because she spits out stuff. It's so. I mean, painful sometimes. And then she, she, she. Acknowledged. This is the key. The blessing. She's acknowledging that she doesn't want to judge, but appearances. She's doing it. But she's acknowledging that's the blessing and all this. And I've been judging that as bad and wrong. And then she is bad and wrong. And so I just realized that whether she's doing it or not, that she's acknowledging that she doesn't want to judge. However long it takes, because there's no time, but however long it takes for her to get there, to really let go of it, I've been coming to class multiple times a week for th five years. And I haven't wanted to let go of it. And she's not doing that. So I'm like her when I've been doing the same thing. I've been holding on to those judgments. I'm still holding on to those judgments sometimes. But they're actually not me. I've been identifying with them as me because I 
be believing them, wanting to hold on to them, but they're not me. They're just a voice that I've been listening to in my mind. And so I know it's coming up for her and healing her. It makes me. I mean, I know it's get kind of caught up in all that stuff. But I don't know why I think what I'm saying is that I don't know. But I know it's all part of my healing. You know? If I get disturbed by what she says, because if she, what she says, if I don't believe it at all, this is, I've learned this from you, Jennifer. You're a great teacher. I know it now, more fully, that only if I get upset that I, there's something in me that still needs healing. So I don't know why she does it, but she's following the script perfectly for my healing. I mean, I'm determined to believe that. I'm so determined to believe that. And I forget it probably hundreds of times a day. But I still go back to that. Carla, I just had a quick question for you. Um, Does your sister think this was a friendly letter and she's just sharing her her perceptions of you? Or, Or were you in the middle of a dispute of some kind? I wasn't gonna so so my mother's been sick and out of the hospital for a month and I've been caught up in this retreat and getting doing the homework so I probably haven't called so it's upset her that my sister went back there my brother paid for my sister to go back and I got upset because nobody even told me nobody even texted me or left me a voicemail, but I I got upset for it, thinking it was them, but it's not. I mean, it seems like it is, but it's all coming up for my healing. So when I asked her why, you know, and I was interested in being in, included, she Defended her position and attacked me. That's what this is. She's determined. Look, and I am determined not to see it as that. Not to see it as that. I'm just determined. So, did I answer your question? Yes, thank you very much. I think this is really helpful. Thank you, Jennifer, because when I'm in my mind, I still go back to the pattern of thinking I've been doing for half a century. <laughs> Seems like a long time, right? Maybe decades, maybe millennia, who knows? But um, I'm so grateful for this community and this opportunity to speak because when I speak I don't know how it happens but I come around to truth so thank you yeah you know to Carla from what you've shared about 
your dad, the um, the teaching that he gave was to attack and to, to accuse. And um, so that may just be the way that your sister knows to communicate her her thoughts and feelings. And what I feel so strongly underneath it all, Carla, is that your sister wants to have a, a relationship with you, a connected relationship, and she feels hurt. And that's why she's lashing out. And it takes great, great willingness and courage, the strength of heart that courage is, to be able to look beyond the attack to the innocence. So in Sacred Circle, I, I was talking about uh, how, and you may have heard me talk about this, how my friend was the interpreter for the deaf and he was assigned by the court system because he worked for the court county uh, to be an interpreter for this man who had been, um, I guess, convicted of somehow some pedophile act, and so he was part of this support group or uh, counseling group for people who had acted out as pedophiles. And he said in the two years that he was the interpreter there, week after week, every single pedophile person in the group had been molested as a child. And so when people are raised by someone who's attacking and condemning and shaming and belittling, that's how they learn to communicate what bothers them. And they don't have other tools. But over the years of you sharing, Carla, about your relationship with your sister, I have felt a real shift in your relationship with her. And that she really does wish to be connected with you. And she finds it very, very challenging. So she may not have the skills to communicate. But just like you said, she wrote in that letter, I don't wish to judge. So she's feeling conflicted. If you can look beyond that to simply see what's really going on here and feel it with your heart, it's a great act of service for yourself, for your sister, and even for your father. You know, I haven't been very connected to Ho'oponopono and all the teaching all the years, but I feel like what comes to me, because feeling like is actually a thought, but what comes to me is that would be really helpful here. Yeah, I can tell you that. Last and so I'm practicing. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
I was going to say I'm, I'm proud. I, I, right now I'm in a place where I, I don't want to. I'm like, do I even want to be connected? But yeah, I have to discover that within myself, that desire. Because I said I want to support the oneness of my life. And they're part of the oneness. Every freaking thing is part of the oneness. And so I need to discover it in myself that desire and I know it's there because I see it yesterday I didn't feel it at all and today it's like a kernel it's just a crack in the door a sliver of light but that's enough you know that's enough it's grown already in one day so one more day is going to keep growing that's right and what I heard you say at the beginning is you'd like to be more connected to your family. You'd like to have more loving connection with your family. You will always be connected with your family in love, always. So as we release the meaning and the interpretation, and, and, and we accept that our, our loved ones do trigger our false beliefs about ourselves. And that's why relationship is so intensely healing for us when we're willing to call for a holy relationship, when we're willing to participate in a holy relationship. And the only way to be in a holy relationship with anyone is not to judge at all, not to judge ourselves, not to judge others. And we're so used to judging. We're so used to judging every minute of every day, everything that happens. And it, it is disorienting when our, in our heart we wish to not judge, but it's everything we know to protect ourselves. It's very disorienting and it's, it's disruptive and it's, um, it, I, I have found it to be for myself, Carla, uh, just excruciating, excruciating for the ego. But spirit will prevail because spirit is the only power. Love is the only power. And so we don't have to figure out what you say to your sister. We don't have to figure any of that out. We just keep saying love will prevail, and love is prevailing. And that's really what Ho'oponopono is. It's saying, I love. I choose love. I'm choosing love. I'm focused on love. Love, love, love. And I, I can tell you just for a second that with my experience with my stepmother, my dad's wife, that uh, I said, let's, let's just talk about it. And she said, yes, but not today. And it was a Thursday. She said, we could talk on, maybe it was even a Wednesday. I think it was a Wednesday. She said, we could talk on Saturday. I was like, uh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, for the next few days, we won't talk. And then we'll talk on Saturday, you know. So I was just like, okay, okay. So at least we're going to talk. 
So I think it was the next day. I can't remember now. Funny, I just don't track these details anymore. But she was sitting in the kitchen at the table, and Spirit said, go do the dishes. Go be in the kitchen, just the two of you. So I did as I was told, and I just went in and started doing the dishes while she was doing something at the kitchen table. And... um And I just started doing Ho'oponopono. And I barely got through one, I think, two. And she started a conversation with me. It was very like, so, I wonder, it was just a very pleasant, run-of-the-mill conversation. We had a little five-minute conversation. And I just thought, you know, God, you are so good. And that little conversation just let us both know that, we could be totally fine until we had our conversation on Saturday. She needed a few days to prepare herself to be able to talk with me. It worked out perfectly. Look, I, I mean, seriously, I was just, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And she started talking. So it's not like we, if we do Ho'oponopono for hours and hours a day it's going to be more effective it's really just how sincerely are we doing it in that moment one time is all that's needed not even one just the thought i'm going to do ho'oponopono for the purpose of healing and there's no resistance to the healing boom it's done because you know just always remember Spirit is what we are, and spirit is not conditional. Love is not conditional. So we don't have to have conversations. We don't. We don't. It can all turn on a dime. We don't have to do hours and hours of meditation. We don't have to read any books. We don't have to do any of the stuff. We do this because we like connecting. We do it because we enjoy reading books. We do it... Because we, we like being in meditation. We like being in contemplation. We like being in prayer. But we don't have to do it to have a healing. It, love is not conditional. And Tammy's a great example sitting right there in front of you today because I remember it was at the beginning of last year that she said, Jennifer, I'm going to do that spiritual counseling program. I don't know how it's ever going to happen or where the money's going to come from. I have no idea. But I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. And then, boom, everything showed up for her to be able to do it. She was 100% supported. She was determined, and she had no idea that it couldn't happen. She just didn't know how it would happen. And she was clear. If he was doing it, spirit would find the way. So that's the thing between you and your sister. If she wouldn't have written to you if she didn't have a great willingness to connect with you. It's just that's how she knows to share. I think I have to consider that 
no matter how she expressed it, that there are things that I, in which her words that she wrote, that I, that can be helpful to me because isn't that part of this counseling, spiritual counseling is listening to others, thoughtfulness, consideration, sensitivity of others, and selflessness. I mean, she told me exactly what I need to practice, <laughs> but she didn't tell it in a way that, because I was judging how she did it, right? And that her meaning behind it, but see, spirit uses every freaking thing for our good. Dude. Sorry, squirrels just come right up on the porch. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So, anyhow. Um, so, I'm looking at it again with new eyes. Thank you. This has been, this sharing has been really helpful. Because I was really focused on looking at something with, with different eyes. Yeah, it's a, you know the natural reaction of the ego is to defend, attack and defend, attack and defend, attack and defend, and this is healing that splinter in the mind. But that's the thing that intuitively I feel the strongest is your your, your desire to connect and your sister's desire to connect. This is interesting. I need to let go of this, this thought. So I'm going to express it. When I've been telling myself that it's been half a century, 50 years that I've been healing this, and I have to do it now in a month before I go home in October, and I've been pressuring myself that I can't do it. And what you're telling me is I can't. It can be done. It, not that I can do it. That's, maybe that's the problem I've been trying to do it for 50 friggin' years. Yet, just give it up to spirit, and that's when it can be done in this friggin' second. That's right. That's right. You have a strong intention. And, and maybe the transformation and the healing will happen when you're there, rather than before you get there. Just... No attachment to how it unfolds. Just know it's already done in the mind of God. Okay. Yes. One with God is the majority. You've got the majority. There's no opposition. Thank you. I feel complete. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your demonstration of willingness. Yeah, these these things are so intensely threatening to the ego. So intensely threatening to the ego. It's like life and death to the ego. OPP. Can I share a little story about um, my sister and I um, at a time after my mother was in the hospital? And uh, it became clear that she couldn't live in Florida anymore. Uh, it was clear to me that she couldn't be on her own anymore. And my father had already passed. And this was years ago. And uh, my sister wanted one thing and I wanted the other. And we, from my mother. 
and we both couldn't hear each other. But mostly what I want to say in retrospect is that we were both triggered so severely by this being the last parent and, you know, between life and death and what was, you know, the seriousness of what was going on for her. But I, I shocked myself by being at the, I was so triggered that I was ready not to talk to my sister ever again. And in all the times of being a therapist, I, I often wondered how do people completely stop talking to their family? And I was right there, ready to stop talking to her. I just, whatever, I don't even remember what I was telling myself. It was a long time ago. And she was the one who was willing not to let go. She was the one who, in spite of our differences, and my being a four, I felt she wasn't hearing me. I didn't really want my way. I only wanted to be heard. And when I said to her she wasn't hearing me, and she was very condescending, well, do you want me to say back what I just heard? And I said, yeah, actually, that would be very helpful. But I want to say that it was her willingness to be the one who was saner in, in the relationship right then. She was, no matter what was going on with me, she wasn't going to let it go. We're going to stop talking. We're not going to have that rift no matter what. And I really appreciate that. And, and I feel like Carla might be the saner of the two at this time. And just, just adding that, that, that even adults, children get triggered by, life and death with their parents and you know we do a lot of things and say a lot of things you know in an awkward clumsy way when we're hurt i don't know if it's helpful but i see you as the senior carla thank you i think it comes goes back and forth Judy. at the bottom but no i do love you you are my sister and my hope is that we can get along. So when I asked today, when I was thinking, I don't even know if I ever. I got that right after that, within like three hours or four hours. And that, and so in that moment, I had lost it. And she had it. And she wrote that like three days ago. So I got it at the perfect time. So, um I think it goes back and forth, but um, but what I mean is is that if you choose to be, if you choose to be the one to hold on to love, then you are. Mm. Okay, thank you. That's why I choose. <laughs> yep, I mean this I don't know is how, but that's fine. This is the really intense stuff of life. This is, this is the stuff that wars are made of. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. This could become one in a way. Right? No. Yeah. Just remember, and this is, I think, the, the, the lesson for all of us, 
Marla, is we don't have to make it happen. We allow it to unfold. We hold the high watch. So just I, I encourage you to listen to the call from Monday with You're right there. Kim and her discussion about her experience with her daughter. And then yesterday in the year two class, there was a conversation about holding the high watch through compassionate listening. I know I was listening that I had to go, but it was really very well in the midst of my, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carla. So I would say one last thing is it it's how perfect everything is happening, unfolding for our healing. It's so amazing. <coughs> so amazing. All I could ever imagine could not come close come close to the truth unfolding in my awareness. Okay, thank you. It's true. It's true. It's true, Carla. Who else would like to share? Yay, Lisa. Um but I guess I have a few things on my mind. Uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that, Carla. Um, I appreciate your great willingness to have that healing. Uh, to me, that feels like the magnet that Jennifer's talking about. You're the magnet, in a way. Um, and you are thoughtful. You are considerate. I see that beauty. Um, just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's trigger, triggering you because it's not true. It's the divine alarm clock that Jennifer's always telling us about. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and it just feels like in Jenny's share, um, I think of Jennifer when you we're telling a story about somebody river rafting and he didn't do what the teacher said. And for some reason, that image has been in my mind the last few days. Like, just point your feet downstream. Don't just do what you said. Try and get in that flow. I feel like uh, in my family, with my health, with the birds. I do. I, I've been teaching, and then what I haven't been doing as well. I'm not teaching as much. It's like, I don't know what is going on, <laughs> but I am awakening. And that really is my goal. Um, and knows it. I feel supported by the class, by angels, by Jesus, certain friends, certain family, all that. But I, I guess all of this is just to say that um, I'm right there with you, that we are healing. We ask for this healing, and we're, we're getting it. And it may not be pretty, but, um, but the awakening will be gorgeous and beautiful. 
So don't give up. Don't give up on yourself and point your feet downstream. <laughs> yes. And that's all. What a beautiful, encouraging okay. message. Thank you. Yeah. We're doing oh, it. That's what I needed to hear. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. You welcome. I'm very empathetic too, probably can tell. So sometimes I just kinda of get the feel of what's going on and it comes out of my mouth. Beautiful. Yes, almost everyone that's in class is very empathetic. Most of us are extremely empathetic. Many of us are highly sensitive people. And really with the help of all the invisible field of love, we can learn to feel what we feel without interpreting it and therefore without having it affect us in a negative way. And that, that is something that I had to learn how to do in order to be an effective counselor is to feel what I feel without interpretation, without interpreting it as not good or less than good. And So I don't get brought down by these, uh, by what other people are feeling and thinking, and the energies that are swirling. And also, being the more we practice non-judgment, our auric field, our magnetic field, gets really strong and stays strong. And I remember. reading somewhere i don't recall where that but many years ago reading that every time we have a negative thought it's like poking a hole in our aura and letting in uh energies that we don't wish for and so by practicing love compassion non-judgment we're strengthening that auric field and I am going to be offering this um, yoga practice, um, uh, hoping to make the video in the next day or two, uh, that uh, is about really uh, much of it is about fortifying your magnetic field, strengthening your aura, cleaning out your chakras, and lifting your vibration. And, and Carla was has been doing it with me in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing it on my phone. That's great. Good for you. Yeah, so I'm going to be sending out that video, and Lisa, it's, uh, maybe it's something that you can do. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it's not... It's not super strenuous. It does um, some 
postures require more flexibility than others, but you can always do modifications. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for your wonderful observances. Rosalind, were you saying something there? Oh, sorry. One more time. Oh. Fourth time is the charm. How long is the video? Um, you know, I think the, the, the class, uh, it's, I'm going to do it, the short version. It's going to be about 35 minutes. Very simple. Woohoo. Yeah. And Carla, you've been doing it for two weeks now, so, uh, or so. Yeah, just about two weeks. So ha have you noticed much shifting? I have noticed yesterday, I was just at the store and I lifted up my leg and I could bounce on one leg. It was really interesting. And a couple of days I've missed, but, um, but I've been doing it pretty consistently. I feel like I've been letting go of the discomfort, the belief in the discomfort and just leaning into the what I feel, and I've been really listening to this song at the end. I really love that song, the Long Time Sun song. I've listened to that a lot. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So it's beautiful. Thank you. I'm going to say, you, this came at the perfect time, too. It's like, yeah, everything is so amazing that it's it's so amazing. Yes, and, you know, we can dedicate the merit. Uh, so um, as we're coming to a close here, uh, at the end of teachings with the Buddhist teachings with Venerable, we all put our hands in prayer and we say, I dedicate the merit earned in this and all lives to the attainment of the Buddha mind and the release of all sentient beings from suffering. And we say that three times. I dedicate the merit earned in this and all lives to the attainment of the Buddha mind and the release of all sentient beings from suffering. And so sometimes when I know that someone is having a difficult time or I'm having a difficult time with someone, I'll dedicate the merit of my practice to that person. Uh, and, um, and I, it just to me is a loving demonstration of my commitment to hold no grievances. Yep. And the more I can see that there is no other, that everyone is a part of me, then I just don't want to hold anything against myself anymore. For sure, for sure, for sure. Like let my people go. Let my people go. So I was such a grudge holder, you know. Ah, well, not what we expected, not what I had planned for, but so powerful, so potent. And um, there is a possibility 
it's probably 50-50 right now that I may need to reschedule next week's class and trade it for a community call in the future. Um, I am going for a week-long training with uh, for level two Kundalini yoga teacher training. And uh, I just found out that the uh, internet service there is not very good at all and may not support a video class. So, um, and it may be too disruptive for me to leave the group to go do a class. So we'll, I'll find out and I'll, I'll let you know in the next day or so what, what's going to transpire for next week. Um, and my apologies for that. I was trying to do it without skipping the class, but uh, if, if I do have to reschedule it, that's what we'll do. We'll trade it for a community call. And uh, I appreciate your support um, because I really do feel that uh, I'm working towards this place, which hopefully will be this week, where I can offer these uh, Kundalini classes uh, on video and audio where you can do these practices if you wish to. I feel that they are just a perfect complement for the other spiritual work that we're doing. And what I've definitely seen in recent years is strengthening physically is really valuable. For the last two months or so, I've eliminated all grains and all beans, all legumes, and vegetables with seeds like um, tomatoes and peppers and cucumbers and squashes, uh, just experimenting, and I have to say that I feel even better. And um, so uh, I'm just feeling this call to be really physically um, clean and clear and strong to support the deepening spiritual practice and being able to be even more present in the moment. And I feel like it's, it's happening and it's working. Uh, so I'll keep you posted on that, whatever else I learn. So no shoulds, just experimenting and playing. <sighs> All right. Well, let us pray. So grateful, so thankful for our community, for our healing. Each one's healing is our healing, and we are grateful and thankful to receive it. We are grateful and thankful that patterns that don't serve us anymore are clearly coming up for healing. We're grateful that we have the strength and the presence of mind to give them to spirit to heal. We're grateful and thankful that Love's very nature and essence is unconditional. And so our healing is not conditional either. We're fully accepting the expansion, the clarity, the awakening, and the healing. And we are grateful and thankful for it. What I know and call forth for each and every one of us is strong mind, strong heart, strong body. That on a physical, emotional, and mental level, we are strengthening, we are clearing, we are purifying with ease and with grace. So 
the highest vibration is what we are standing in. The pure vibration of Christ's light beaming into every cell, fiber, and function of our physical body, beaming into our emotional body, our mental body. And what I know is that we are fully releasing and relinquishing every disturbance in the etheric body. We're letting it go, and we're standing in the pure light of love. We are perfect, and we are free. We are grateful to let it be. We share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In deep gratitude, we accept the healing. It's already done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. I love you. Thank you, everybody. Great sharing.